right. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Alex and an Athlete. Today, we got a double dose of some, some goodness here. We got Cadence and Cole Ware, a pair of uh, twin you. fitness models, basketball, track, golf, music. <laughs> They were on the drum line with me uh, in high school. Uh, we go way back. So without further ado, I want to introduce the group formerly known as the Chocolate Drops <laughs> and now known as Comparable, the Wear Twins. How are you doing today? We are good. Great. Thank, thank you for having you. <laughs> oh, no, thank you for coming on. Always nice to catch up and just, just talk, especially now with everyone locked down and Seems like the world is just going away from face to face uh, interaction. It's everything is just becoming so isolated and distant from each other that we can't lose touch with humanity. And so yeah. it's so nice to be able to do things like this where we can just talk like regular humans. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Very true. So how how are you doing today? How's everyone? We are great. You know, it's yeah. a Saturday for us, so we're you're excited to be here. You know, we're it's just a nice day. Yeah, it's an overall nice day. Good to be, you know, on a little break with Thanksgiving just recently passed and everything like that. So uh, we didn't get to spend with our family like normal, but it was still good. Cause, we made you know, the best of it. Yeah, our mom cooked. Yeah. I delivered the food. So we still yep. got good Thanksgiving <laughs> food, even though we weren't all together and yeah. we kept a safe distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. You don't want the governor coming and kicking your door down. <laughs> right. We want to make sure we can make it to Christmas. Right. <laughs> and the next holiday and the next year. So Ho hopefully the music wasn't too loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some of these things I'm like, we really can't even listen to music. No. <laughs> like, uh, nothing. But <sighs> I looks like I'm going back to my ancestors <laughs> days. Uh, <laughs> Uh, being uh, oppressed by the government so. um, but that's all right it ain't as bad as Russia was so I guess oh my goodness okay. uh, the, the stories my grandma used to tell me my my babushka she um she told us that how they eat houses uh and take all of their food their blankets anything that you had that was usable by the government they would wow. just take it. So what they had to do was go in the backyard and bury their meat underground so that to hide it. So that that way, whenever they came, oh, wow. they couldn't take it and take all their food. Right. Crazy. So hopefully yeah. we're not heading that direction, Gavin. Right, right. <laughs> so, but all that aside, well, that's not why we're here, is it? <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're all sick of that, but. So let's get into it. Let's let's talk a little bit about how you all started in sports. So I guess one at a time or both at the same time. Um, tell us a little yeah. bit about your background, uh, what sports you played, and uh, how you enjoyed those. Yeah, so we started in sports. Actually, our dad introduced us. So he was really big on getting all of us into sports, our younger brother, you know, um, so we started with golf first, yeah, and then we played, uh, then we did basketball and then track and field at the same time. Right. But golf for 
a good amount of years through the uh, Boys and Girls Club, actually. That's where we got yeah. started. Our neighborhood Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. We Inside. learned how they, so what they did is had a program. If you were a member of the Boys and Girls Club, they would, you could be a part of different sports teams. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, we'll do golf because honestly, I think they scouted us, like low key scouted us because we were not interested really at in all. <laughs> and they sports. lured us there with the promise of good food. Yeah. And, <laughs> Because they do pretty, well, back in the day, it's different now, but back in the day, they did really nice fancy lunches. Yeah, like, it was really, and then, I don't know if you're, like, Bayonet, Black Horse, all those courses out there, like, really, and then for a young kid, like, fancy food, so we were, like, fancy food and celebrities, we we're, like, we're going. Yeah. And then, so we would go, <laughs> and they would teach you how to play, and we would get to go on the courses, yeah. and then when they would have, like, the PGA Tours, you could volunteer. And Caddy. And, that, and that's where I met a lot of, like, we would meet a lot of celebrities. Bill I remember, like, Murray. Oscar De La Hoya. Mm -hmm. uh, um, Emmett Kevin, Smith. Kevin Costner. Yeah, so <laughs> we really went for the perks. We didn't go to really learn the game. Yeah. Even that was kind of a side effect. <laughs> yeah, which was weird, because we happened to be really good at it, and they ended up sending us to... We um, went to golf a camp. professional camp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, so they sent us to Tennessee, actually, like, paid for it, everything like that. All we had to do was, you know, make sure Go. we got on the plane. Yeah. So we were actually kind of good, <laughs> and we didn't really even realize it. Right. take it seriously. I just, we yeah. really did it for the perks, like... We get to ride in the van and leave Boys and Girls Club early and, like, and go, go on trips, like go on trips and stuff like that. So, so that's what we did, and that's how we got introduced to golf. Yeah, golf was our first. We've always yeah. been familiar with basketball because, yeah. um, and that's another thing too. Clearly, I think we realized the theme is we like getting perks because <laughs> yeah. the reason we did basketball was because we wanted new shoes, like <laughs> yeah. new basketball shoes. Yeah, and yeah. every season that we played, our our parents would buy us, you know shoes new basketball shoes so that was really like a highlight because yeah. we really wanted the, we really just wanted the swag I guess yeah and we did that from middle um, school yeah middle school and then we played a year at Seaside High so we did that from when we were young like boys and girls club age all the way up into uh one year at Seaside High yeah and the same is true with track and field as well Tra yeah track and field we so we started with the local club um Monterey Bay Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, so everything we started like in the, when we were younger. Side. Yeah. And then we, once we were able to get on teams in school, middle school and like high school and stuff like that, then we uh, jumped on those teams. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, lucky parents bought you basketball <laughs> shoes. I remember I was working at the Lily Mae Seminole shop on Cannery Road since I was 13. I had to buy my own pair of Jordans. <laughs> Then I learned the value oh. of a buck real quick whenever, <laughs> the, whenever you're only 16 years old or actually, no, that was freshman year. So 14, so 15, 14, yeah. 14, and uh, yeah. you have to buy a hundred and 25 pair of dollars shoes. <laughs> See, yeah. and that's what I was like, I can't afford that with no job. <laughs> uh, that, that'll teach you the value of a buck real quick. So, 100%, uh, 100%. I think really that was one of the reasons why I stopped playing basketball and went, just went to wrestling was because uh, it was cheaper. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, I mean, granted, that was like the only thing that you bought, but that was one pricey item. item. Yeah. Like, so, and two. Well, it was because yeah. everyone wanted team shoes, you know, and it, it's, it's, you know, you want to look good. You want, you want everyone yeah. to, you know, fit in and, and, yeah. uh, and, that's a, and honestly, that's a, yeah, that's a problem. A huge problem. Yeah, because people don't want to practice and they just want to wear J's. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> me nowadays too. Uh, practice sounds people, practice sounds tough. I don't even yeah. want to. <laughs> you see people in J's now can't even run across the street. You're like, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So golf, golf starting out. That's awesome. Yeah, especially over there in Monterey with you have three of the world's best golf courses with a Pacific, yeah. uh uh Pebble Beach and uh Spyglass. Yeah, we played it's, on all of those courses. Mm-hmm. Every we would go every. Every oh, week. week, yeah, yeah. I remember I played Poppy Hills. That was probably the best course I played, and it it kicked my ass. I, <laughs> Every course. I, I could. I I lost a whole box of balls. I was just like, <laughs> and then you have the wardens on you telling you, "Hey, you got to keep pace. You got to keep pace." It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Was, that was the yeah. That we're the like worst. we're still we're, like, we're kids. We're trying. They're like, they're like no. Care. You need to learn the game. You know the way it's played. Um, mm-hmm. That's sure. thing. Yeah. That that's not a place to learn. That's a place no. to no, go show not. your skill. But you <laughs> and, get it. Uh, but you understand very quickly what you need to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Improve on everything. <laughs> yeah. And and like right now. <laughs> yeah. So so the only two things I was good at. Um, was driving and putting. Uh, my short game needed so much mm. work, uh, which actually I, I took a golfing class here with George uh, at Fresno City College um, wow. before before I transferred. And we ended up having a putting competition uh, with the entire class. So we had a big tournament, won the whole thing. Did you? <laughs> Yep. Wasn't That's even it. Close. Yeah, because putting people <laughs> putting is where you can win or lose it. Cause I I always won or two putt. Uh, it it almost Ooh, never seen yeah, how far that's... it is. Yeah. But my first one was always just right at it, and it's just an easy tap in. Yeah, that's what you wanna. That's what you wanna shoot for, right? Yeah. But definitely the mid range game, off with my iron selection. Sometimes I just hit the <laughs> ball and it just goes into a to a warp hole I don't, I don't know where it goes how it lands yeah you just gotta drop it anywhere yeah yeah so i, I got pretty good at taking drops right. yeah. <laughs> well that's awesome so so golf through the uh boys and girls club mm-hmm. i remember uh playing the boys and girls club in basketball i was on the city of seaside basketball team during mm-hmm. middle school so um I believe we may have crossed paths there a few times and not even even known it. Yeah, yeah pro- possibly. definitely possible because they had the games on the weekends on Saturdays. Yeah, and it was all day, so they would start from the babies and then go all, all the way, way up. up. Yeah, yeah. So we were there, and then of course with our brother, so we were there all day. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Now, which middle school did you guys go to? We went to King, King Martin yeah. Luther King Jr. I don't think oh. it's called that anymore. Is it? Really? I think I don't know what it's called because before it was Portola, I believe. When our mom went, so our mom went there too. So I think it was Portola, but I think they've changed the name. I think to, it's or the type of school. I think it's a charter school. Yeah, now. it's a char- yeah. So I don't think it's called uh, Keen anymore. When we, when we went, it was public. It was just yeah, a regular yeah. old school. Now yeah. I think it's a charter school. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, interesting how things change in a decade, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's <laughs> completely different. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, but when I went walking around, I I was just like, I don't even know this place anymore. Right? Yeah, lost. That's yeah. How I feel. That's yeah. yeah. I used to be able to walk that place at night and just uh, 
know exactly where I'm at. Don't need no street signs. And then uh, yeah, it's completely I couldn't different. even remember how to get to Cannery Row at first. I was oh, like, yeah. oh my goodness. Until I got to the Naval Postgraduate School, I was like, now I know yeah, where I'm same, at. Yeah, same here. I'm like, where am I? Yeah. And that is weird because that much hasn't really changed. No, but it's, yeah, I don't know. When, you, when you're away for a little bit and then you come back, it's, it's tough. It's like, I don't know what is going they on. They got B-dubs now. They got yeah, Broadway's. They changed that whole little plaza, like downtown or where I don't know. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember, I think it was, I left right after they changed Broadway to Obama Way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's different now. They have, yeah. they have like quite a few places to eat at that they didn't have when we were growing up. Yeah, now you can gain access to like Fort Ord because they built some road up there that like Obama Way now can go straight up there. So every, a lot of things are really different. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think because I went to Fish. I live right there on Facebook. Oh, you went to Fish? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I lived right there in the Bayview Trailer Park right behind the the high school. You oh! Were close. Oh, man. So that's I, okay. So and we walk. always live close to the schools too. Yeah. Yeah, we and could walk so to school. I, I would go and uh, go home for lunch and back. <laughs> oh, smart. Oh, that, yeah, so. smart. All that nice stuff, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so golf, golf you guys uh, met all the celebrities. Uh, I remember <laughs> we when I was coaching, I was assistant coach for Seaside High for the wrestling team one year. We took the kids to go uh, work caddies down at the Pro-Am golf tournament. Yeah. And so they got a, a caddy for a bunch of celebrities. Some people got, like you said, Bill Murray, George Lopez yeah, Bill was Murray, a big he's one, yeah, he's uh, Tony Romo, Tom Brady. So uh, they, they were pretty pumped up just to, you know, be out there yeah, with high-level athletes. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, you learn that, hey, just because you're a high-level athlete doesn't mean you're still not a person outside of it. You get right. to see all sides of the people, not just game day. Um, exactly yeah and it's nice too because you're like a kid and you look up to them and they're really nice to you yeah and it just gives you like a positive experience of the whole sport yeah which I can see how it makes people like want to try it because of like those interactions yeah yeah and you know I don't think uh, any of our kids would have played golf or tried it if uh, there wasn't those kind of opportunities for them Absolutely. Very true. Yeah. The Boys and Girls Club, we're really thankful for them because they really expose us to a lot of things, like you said, that we wouldn't we wouldn't know about, wouldn't have access to maybe. So um and it was affordable because with, yeah, it you was pay your us membership and our brother. Yeah. We you know we had a place to go to after school. And, and we had and be safe. Like, safe activities. Yeah. Until our parents could get us. So, you know, they knew that we were safe and everything like that, you know, until they were done with work and stuff like that. So Boys and Girls Club like People, I feel like they don't get enough credit. Like, they really do keep people out of trouble, keep people safe, you know, exposed to a different lifestyle. That, that you might not have access to. Because yeah, and other opportunities. Golfing every week, imagine how expensive that would be. If we, but we got to do it with our, I want to say with our membership to being at the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah. And those are things we wouldn't have had access to. Same yeah. with all the sports teams. And I think they even helped with like our, our clubs, like, because again, it was three of us. So us two and then our brother playing golf as well. So I think they even helped with the golf clubs and things like that. Mm. So that was a huge, a huge blessing. Oh, that's gotta be. I mean, it, it's, ex 
expensive is the only reason I can't get out there more often. Yeah, to go I back wanted, to the kid again. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, not me, because we I still wouldn't be able to. <laughs> uh, uh, like you said, uh, there, we had three living with us, so uh, there's no way they would have been able to. Uh, yeah. we, we were the ones who made just enough to uh, not qualify for lunch, and uh, but parents didn't make enough to really give us lunch money. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So we were caught in that tween uh, flux. But the thing about all of these uh, golf courses is they do a lot of promotional gigs like that with uh, a lot of companies like the Boys and Girls Club so that they can promote, so that whenever these kids, they are able and willing to come back to their course and spend money. It's a future investment. Yeah. In, uh, so like they say, you got to spend a little to make a little. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the more, the more uh, eyes you can get, the better off you'll be. And that's the great way to do it is bring in the youth and try to catch their attention early. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And it wor worked on uh, you gals here. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, because we did it for a long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and that was up until golf all the way up until high school then? Uh, no, probably, probably up middle until school. middle school because then at that point we did basketball. Yeah, so then now we had uh, access to being on like the actual school team. Yeah. So then our um, like free time that we would have been at the Boys and Girls Club, we were actually spending in school at sports. practice. Yeah, in like regular school sports. So that's where we picked up, um, well, we continued track and then uh, that's where we really picked up basketball too. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So. You said your favorite part about golf was the perks, and uh, <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so we have uh, what? What was your the part you hated the most about it? What What did you not like about golf? Golf, you had to be proper and like reserve and reserve yeah there was no like because you know in other sports you can celebrate yeah. like, there's no self like you you drive it down and you're like oh that's a good one you you're like, be yes. like oh that's a, you just that's a good one and then you keep it moving like i didn't i didn't there's like no that. there's no um you couldn't be celebratory on the course the way, the way we like that celebrate. i would have celebrated like if I was dunking on somebody or if, yeah. or if you just, you, you just know, have to keep it in it until the end. And then people at the end, people are like, good game. Yeah. You're like, good game. Thank you. <laughs> and then that's it. But I, I want, I, I want it more than just like, good game. Yeah. <laughs> just go hide in the bathroom, let out a war cry real quick. Everyone's just like, yeah, that was was a, like, I did that. But you couldn't, it just, thank you. I would say probably, that was probably the least. That was the, t yeah. I mean, it, Sports are emotional. Whenever you're competing, it gets emotional. And it, to bottle up your emotions, yeah. when has that ever been a good thing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just got to let it out. Um, yeah. I know I did, and sometimes a little too much <laughs> to get, get <laughs> in trouble. But you feel good afterwards. Yeah. But, yes, it's, it's raw emotion, and it's hard to hide. Yeah, especially so, as, like, young kids, so exactly so all right so that was your your worst part of golf so now let's talk a little bit about basketball what what made you two want to get into basketball besides the shoot <laughs> you know it was a sport that we just always were familiar with yeah like our 
our parents, parents like watched watched it. It. Yeah. we had a we have a younger brother who's only two years younger than us so it was just kind of something that um we all were more familiar with as a family mm -hmm. And so that's, so it just, it was natural to be like, well, we'll just play basketball when we yeah. get or see, old enough. Yeah. So then when we stopped golf, we were like, well, let's try basketball. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and then we did it together. Yeah. Which ended up being, we always did sports together. Right. Which ended up being more of a problem than you would imagine because we would usually foul out of games. Yeah. They would put all the fouls on one, one person, person by mistake. Yeah, so one of us was always not playing. <laughs> yeah, so we got a, we ended up gaining a reputation of being really aggressive. Yeah. Which was only half true. Yeah. Like because they're like yeah. the twins always fell out. And we're like, no, first of all, like I could have gotten one, she could have gotten one, but it doesn't matter. They're putting on one person and mm -hmm. you know you get four and you're out. Yeah. So <laughs> that was all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. Uh I could only imagine. Uh George didn't play basketball, so I didn't have that problem. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so you got you got lucky. Trust us. Yeah. But the thing was, I was aggressive. I was pure defense <laughs> locked down. Um, whenever you have to guard people with good handles like Matt Chambliss and Jarrell yeah. Morris, uh, you're going to have to be you have to be, solid on yeah, defense to, to make the it. team. Um, so so I was, uh, I just, really, I was good at assisting and, uh, and defense that was my bread and butter i get a lot of breakaway uh steals and just easy buckets um yeah so that was probably my favorite part about basketball is just playing defense like i'm i don't care how good you are i'm not gonna let you score on me or you're gonna earn it yeah oh, yeah. yeah yeah and i that's think that's why worst. i went to wrestling <laughs> was because i'd rather just uh you know play defense and uh worry about everything else Especially the, the team aspect is uh, yeah. it's always tough because, you know, you don't want to feel like you let your team down and you don't want to feel like your team let you down. So if you yeah. can do something to take it out of uh, that those hands, you know, then uh, I just always felt a little more confident in putting all the burden on my shoulders. Yeah, because definitely it adds to your – competitiveness too when you're on a team because yeah. you want to be the worst person on the team yeah so then you're kind of like competing not only with yourself but you're competing kind of like with others yeah and it kind of adds to it so I would say that's where we discovered that we really were a little bit competitive I feel like I'm yeah. not naturally competitive but if you get me in a situation especially like with basketball like say I was dribbling you took the ball like you snapped it out of my right. hand I'm the like, next wait, one, now I'm mad. right like the next one I gotta come back like that's not gonna happen again <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think that kind of allowed us awakened to, yeah the competitiveness that we might have yeah. didn't know that we had because yeah, you didn't that, have that i didn't have that in golf no so i but mean it came out in golf, definitely in, basketball. in golf you're competing against yourself more more than yeah. you're competing against other people uh that's it doesn't matter how good or how bad the guy in front of you does if if you can't par or it's your score, right it's your scorecard what what does that say <laughs> mm-hmm so at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta be able to understand that you have to push yourself, and no one else is gonna push you. You gotta be the one to do it. Uh, wow. If you let everyone else be your motivation, there's gonna come a point where they're not there. And how are you gonna motivate? Uh, the only motivation I ever needed was knowing that I could be better than I was. Yeah, that is true. So basketball, who who was the better three point shooter? Three oh she was three point all day. All day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
she her sweet spot was right on the corner like if right on the sideline yeah like that was and that's a hard shot to make because you don't have the backboard like nothing and you could easily like fall out of you know um being on the court and stuff like that three she was good she's i'm not she sure how that, but i she that was her spot but i'm not sure how i got good at that spot to be honest with you i don't know if that was something but that's I, a good spot because that's a hard shot i'm not sure if that's something i practiced more than others but i knew that i didn't like people's hands in my face <laughs> so i was like well let's try to shoot whatever shot you can get off before people can touch you because whenever mm -hmm. people touched us, that that, kind that, of got got, a, that was a, a trigger yeah and then we started being way more right. aggressive so we yeah. tried to just do like take advantage of free throw shots oh um, i was the queen of take advantage throw. of those side <laughs> shots so that way because being small forward because we're pretty petite anyway but we were just imagine we were smaller then yeah. And it just, we just had to be, I know I didn't like that. People all sweating all on me and doing yeah, all and that stuff. Yeah, people were so like, you know, touchy. I'm like, don't, no, no, no. So I'm like, send me to, to the line. Yeah, I, me prefer to the line. To, I prefer to shoot or like, even though, you know, we try to go in for a layup and you know you're not going to make it. Oh, get fouled. Then you shoot a free throw shot. That, mm -hmm. That's where I lived. <laughs> no, <laughs> send me to the line because I'm going to know, I know that's I'm going to That's a free shot. You yeah. Know, anybody touching me? And I can catch my breath. breath. I was like, "That's that work." Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it's one of those things where, yeah. <laughs> would you rather shoot an open shot or one with a hand in your face? Like, <laughs> right. it's a no-brainer. Like, let me, exactly. leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm over here in the corner, minding my own business. I don't need y'all up in my grip. <laughs> yeah. So we so. ended up really liking basketball as a result of yeah. Um, because we're, you know, with being a twin, we're kind of used to, like, you have a built-in team, kind of, yeah. sort of. So I think we thrived on that aspect of it. Because we, yeah, and we got to play together a yeah. lot. So. And it helped because, like, you know, you need that intuition when you're on the court with your team. But we kind of already had it. So that yeah. helped that we both played small forwards and we would be on the wing. So, yeah. you know, we kind of knew. So I knew, she, I knew she was going to be in the corner. Like, I know that that's her spot. And I know she can do it all the way around. So I'm like, oh, if I have it and she's over there it's a done deal yeah and we could we played on the fact that we we're twins because that would confuse people easily yeah run around a little bit and people are like well, who am i guarding and yeah that would help also oh that is good yeah the um uh consistency is always the hardest part of anything is just staying consistent and being good but yeah when you can consistently just mentally mess with people <laughs> and lose That's your you assignment it is perfect, but yeah, like you said, the chemistry is yeah. is always there with twins. I know all of us here are twins, so we we get that on a different level. You always have a rival. You always have a person to pick you up, to put you down whenever you're getting too hot for your britches. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yep. And, and always, it's not just about you. It's about being a learning how to be a great training partner, learning how to push each other correctly not just you know be aggressive towards each other and you get to work those things out before you hit that level which is awesome right and so so your favorite part of basketball what what would you say say was the reason why you kept playing i would say i like the game day kind of ritual yeah How we would pack our bag you would have your gear yeah like um, it just would feel and then like because exciting. We, we were always on teams that the girls that we played against were really like this is what we want to do so we want a lot <laughs> so then after that we would get to celebrate and everything the like whole, that. the whole everything around basketball like 
getting your bag ready, getting on the bus, going excitement of playing, being like, excited when you get when you're going home on the bus, and everyone's like, "We remember the we pet talks, the all, like everything about basketball is just so exciting." Yeah, so like, the shoes got us on the team, right. wanting to be on the team, but the actual fun and excitement around it that we didn't get to experience from golf, golf yeah, is what and, and being able to let out that aggression, I think, made basketball like a, a better, yeah. Was, yeah a better mm -hmm. fit for where we were at that time. Yeah. So I would say everything, the game day ritual. Yeah, everything. Game yeah. day ritual, you win, celebrate on the bus, celebrate eating junk food. And even when eat. we lost, like, mm -hmm. that was the drive to really push You'd us. You'd be mad that you lost. Because we're like, oh, oh, this team, like, did whatever to us. Oh, we got to make sure that we step it up. So everyone was on that same page. Like, oh, we, we're here to, you know, change that. Yeah, so. you would feel like, that team is trash. Yeah. How, <laughs> how, how did they beat us? How did we lose? Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I remember sitting there wrestling tournaments and then be like, looking at my opponent, I'd be like, "Oh, this guy doesn't even stand a chance," and he go out there and just what me? I'm like, "What? How did he do that?" You're like this shame. Guy right. looks like my little nephew, and he just just pick me up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so got I learned how to not underestimate people that way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that, it's easy to do that especially in combat uh, martial art kind of sport where it's just, uh, you have to have the ego. Uh, that's, why I, that's why I can't do it no more. I, I lost the ego. <laughs> I, I, I don't need to be the, the toughest SOB in the world anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, that little man syndrome wore off, I guess. Put, put on a couple pounds and it all changed. <laughs> right, right, we're good, we're good. I think I was just hungry. <laughs> So, so after basketball, you uh, you quit playing in uh, by your sophomore year, and at that point, yeah. where was yeah. it just focusing on music and school? Well, then we found out that we really liked other things aside from sports. Yeah, and then that's when I really got into music um, and started building more opportunities for myself that way. And because I think we always just did sports because. That's just like a, you know, just what people do. And then, yeah, we, especially since we did it at such a very young age and then we like did it all the way up into, you know, teenagers and stuff like that. So, you know, you kind of get used to this That's is what, what I do. Yeah. This is what you're known for kind of thing. So then we just always did it until, yeah, we got until into the arts. Music and, arts. Yeah. and then um, we did the arts like our whole time in high school and we yeah, only did, actually. we ended up doing track and field. In in uh, high school, one year also. One year, because yeah, uh, I don't know if you remember Coach Q. Mm -hmm. He yeah. knew he knew our mother growing yeah. up, and he was like, oh. she was really good at track. You guys should at least give it a try. try we're like, yeah, yeah Coach Q, get Because we face. had done, like I said, Monterey Bay Jaguars when we were younger. Way up, but there hadn't been. But that an was a really competitive team, right? Yeah. Monterey Bay Jaguars was really competitive, so yeah. I think that after we had that competing at that level we're like well we're fine with just doing like something that's oh, not as uh high in demand or yeah. you know that competitive level so then when it came time to do track in high school after coach q bugged us about he literally bugged us every day and we're like we, didn't, we had no intention of you know we had done the golf thing now we were just focusing on basketball and then we and were really track. she was doing her art and yeah. enjoying it and i was doing my music and really enjoying it so i was like no intentions of playing like running track at all and then every he convinced day, us to be on the track team I don't every know why. day he would come to us at lunch 
Mm-hmm. You guys going to try out? You guys going to try out? No, 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 we no. <laughs> you know, I don't know what changed our minds. I have no, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we said, fine, we'll just do it one year. And then will you stop <laughs> asking us? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and we did it. And we did it one year. And we gave it our best effort. Yeah. Um, I remember I did hurdles. No, and ended up really, it ended up really being she pretty was, good at she it. She was great like, at hurdles. It was really, um, yeah. she'd be hyping me up. You see, I'm sure you can tell. No, me. but she, no, I'm not going to say if it ain't true. She was, she was really good. She was good at that. And high I jump. did high jump and I did triple jump. But she ended up being really good at relay. So I was good at relay and I did triple jump and long jump. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was really interesting that like we discovered that those were things that we were pretty yeah. good at. That we, we had never done because. With Monterey Bay Jaguars, we only did sprinting. Sprinting, yeah. Mm-hmm. We never did any, like, field events. Yeah. And then the reason we ended up doing so many, or I ended up doing so many field events was that I told Coach Q, what's the least amount of running? I'll be on your track And I did the same. And then I said, wherever you can put me in that, I will stay. <laughs> I said, he was like, not running. let's look at the field events. So then he was like, but I, he was like, but you're doing good in relay, so I really need you to at least be on one relay team. And I was yeah. like, so and I was he, on the four by four. And he said to so, me okay. that, um, I said, well, I don't want to do no running. And then he was like, <laughs> we do the field events. And then, and then he was like, but we're, we're shorter. So, yeah, we're know, short. Yeah. When it comes to hurdles, that's usually something that taller people mm-hmm. do. Yeah. But he was like, well, if you are willing to learn how to do it, and it took me a while to actually get over the fear yeah when that I, is the fear yeah thinking that you're gonna like fall hurt yourself and and that, same thing when i did high jump because you have to like tuck your body she doesn't know this. i was scared for her <laughs> every time she because i i don't know if you know this you have to you're you only have like a small window to run one mm-hmm. and then you literally have to leave your whole body, body into that and true. get over and i'm like there's no that exactly <laughs> and i'm like there's no i'm like there ain't, because I know I'm like there ain't no way we can do that. It, that's and I don't even know how I ended up. She was really she and the key is like you want to make sure you like kind of graze the bar so that mm-hmm. you can get. She was Over, really good at yeah. that, and yeah. we only did it one year. In and one I, year, but we got so fun. many medals. It was really fun. We went to co- like state competition. Like we made it. So people were, we made it way further than I thought we would. Yeah. So people mm-hmm. were mad when we didn't come back the next year. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we did that our junior year. Yeah, I don't, um, I think it was our junior year because I was or, like, or so, something like that. Cause it wasn't our senior year for sure. No, because they did ask us to do it another year and we said, and no. we said no. And yeah. they were like, well, why? I was like, first of all, y'all got practice for a little bit too long after school and mm-hmm. you're more hungry. I felt like we were hungry. devouring, yeah. 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 All yeah. the time. And I yeah. was like, no, yeah. but it was, it was really actually fun. We were, that was great, a great experience. we were in great shape. Yeah. I learned a lot about myself that like I really can do things that I don't think I could because I never would have thought I could do that. Um, and it all yeah. came from wanting to be lazy. <laughs> I don't want to oh, run. Yeah. What can I do? Because yeah. <laughs> our experience, you see everyone running, they passing out. I'm like, yeah, I'm, running, I'm like, no. Running up country. Running up the sand dunes. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> or people getting hurt in the hurdles. Yeah. No. So, Mm-mm. but you it know. was really it was fun. There, there's a there's a lot of different events too. I mean, shot put could have shot put discus. Teresa um, Dennis did that. <laughs> she was good. That was the first time I really um seen anyone actually kind of do that too. Oh, a a woman. Yeah, I hadn't seen. Yeah, 
because I felt like everyone I knew ran. Yeah, you only ran. There were you weren't doing anything else. So yeah, being on the high school team really opened our eyes again to things that we hadn't seen before, really. Yeah. And our mom was pretty happy too to see us doing yeah. all the events because that's what she did. So she was really happy. Yeah. And then it felt good to like again be a part of a team but really work on an individual aspect, yeah. which was nice. Mm -hmm. And then you feel good because we didn't do all the same things. Yeah. Which was so also we kind of individually got to shine a bit, um, since we didn't do the exact same things. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because uh, it's easy to get overshadowed uh, by the fact of being a twin. Uh, yeah. So anytime you can get your own little slice of satisfaction, yeah. uh, that always helps. I know wrestling was, was awesome for me and George in that sense. It's like, yeah, we, we could both do good, but at the same time, it's not just like, oh, hey, uh, you guys are only good because you're because you're twins and you got yeah, chemistry right. it's like no we you're both we had good. to go out there fight yeah. our own battles and yeah. uh, we could only help always, each other so much they would always put us to if it was an event that we both could do so we would automatically agree we say okay one and two but, yeah yep <laughs> so we whatever it was one and two yeah yep and so we say that so we'd have an understanding that no matter what we both need to be one or two you could be one i could be one, whatever it needs to be one and two and that's how we kind of did stuff uh, to make sure, like, we don't care. Everybody else got to be. They can be whatever they're they going to be. Whatever they, we, we need to be, be different. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember uh, it was it was in the newspaper where they put uh, the Scott. Uh, it was talking about us going to CCS. Um, they they put um, Alex and George Scott, aka the Scott brothers. I'm like, <laughs> excuse me, that is not an aka. That is that is <laughs> right, actually actual our name. name. <laughs> <laughs> like the Scott brothers. It's like yeah, that's right. great, great nickname. Uh, Mario and Luigi over here. <laughs> like this is already us. <laughs> yeah, People I'm are like, weird. Okay. Yeah, very yeah. very original there yeah <laughs> so um i give them an a on creativity but so okay <laughs> we we have uh track now after track was when did all of this fitness modeling come into play oh um once we became adults honestly because you realize that we're 30 now yeah up until probably 23, 4, I, I could eat whatever I wanted, yeah, yeah. not get any sleep, not drink <laughs> much water, not do anything, and look amazing. Yeah. And then one day I woke up and realized that I didn't look <laughs> as amazing as I would have liked. And I said, oh, no, 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 no. We need to, we need to scale it back, right? So that's what made um, me get into the virtual health and fitness. Because I said, I've never been a gym person. I just, yeah. you know, it, by the time I would be the person that would make it to the gym, I could talk myself out of actually going. So I realized Same maybe home-based things is better for me. And I realized I started getting much more success when I was doing things that were more natural to me, like the mm -hmm. dancing, like the cardio, like yeah. those types of things. And then later now I've gotten into more of the like weight training to build more lean muscle. But that's when we started doing the health and fitness because we realized that like your she genes, put me on your genes kick in and you really have to monitor those things like all the carbs and things that you used to do the yeah. sugars the alcohol 
we our bodies just don't work the same that they did when we were it's okay to do those things but i would like to look like i don't want to look like i look like my son's <laughs> grandmother exactly like to look say, like how mother old, how old are you so you know and you don't age well when you're doing those things yeah. so we just realized that it was especially with the pandemic hitting this year it was even more important that you know this is when i really started doing my coaching more seriously because the gyms have been closed and people do feel isolated and they're not eating healthy and exactly so it it felt better and when i started coaching and then i i convinced her to start yes. doing it yeah. and then <laughs> i feel good too because there's a level of accountability um I, she oh well you can tell them about how like you lost your baby weight and all of oh yeah yeah so i gained with my son um 45 pounds and so that's Ooh. the biggest i've Yes, yeah, so that's the biggest I've ever been in my entire life, like, and like no sports and stuff like that, but that's the biggest I've ever been. So I was like, oh no, I don't want to be, you know, the twin things like, oh, you're the big twin, the smart twin, the like I, and then I didn't want that situation. And I just wanted to, you know, get back to feeling like myself again, because 45 pounds is a whole lot, especially when I'm 5'3", she's 5'2". So we really don't have that much to, to be holding on all this extra weight. So the so That's what carrying got me, around a forty five pound plate, exactly. Uh, and imagine just it was really primarily just in my stomach, like so. That's a lot. So then that was kind of what like kickstarted everything because I was like, oh, yeah. can you help me lose the baby weight? And we started getting serious. Like we would check in with each, with each other, do the Zoom calls. Um, we started. So we do the the programs that we do are different they can be dance based mm -hmm. they can be cardio they can be weightlifting they can, there's a lot of different things you actually can do in your living Pilates, room yeah, outside yoga so it was a lot of different things but what we started we were like well, let's just do simple goals hers was to lose the baby weight and mine mm -hmm. was to lose 15 pounds and 15 doesn't seem like a lot but 15 depending on where you lose it from matters yeah and so we realized that by being like health and fitness coaches that you know we're not only keeping ourselves accountable we're inspiring other people like you can do it and be a mom of an 18th month year old. Yeah. You can do it and try to, you know, keep your nice single body together. And maybe you could attract somebody that's <laughs> doing the same. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a boosting confidence. So that's what made us really start doing it. And, you know, I'm, I feel really good about it. I, I yeah. love that. We don't have to, we don't need all this equipment. We don't have yeah. to leave our home. So if the pandemic goes six more months, a year, we still can maintain our level of health. Yeah. during this time and and it just makes it easy that it's like we we like looking like twins and being individuals yeah 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 and it's important to remember that you are individuals it's, exactly. it's so easy to get caught up as a pair <laughs> get it comparable but <laughs> bad joke <laughs> that was good i like it that was good and so uh yeah so it, you have to remember at the end of the day, it, it, you can only handle your own mental health, your own physical health. And even though we're the same, uh, being twins, we're, we're completely different. Yeah. Um, taste in food, taste in music, taste in anything. It varies from individual to individual. It's just subjective. So, so you got to be able to, to realize that, hey, um we we have a lot in common but we also have our unique factors mm -hmm. so mine it was it was a little easier to tell me in georgia park because i was always super small i i wrestled at 112 pounds 
And then whenever oh, I got wow. out, and whenever I got out of high school and I was competing in martial arts, I went up to 125 pounds. Wow. And, and so I stayed there, but I would I would weigh anywhere from 120 to 125 mm. until till this year I finally got up to about 150. <laughs> A decade later, I, I haven't yeah. cut weight in seven years, but I finally am able to hold weight on me. And my body just feels better. It feels more natural. And me and George look more alike now. Yeah. <laughs> so there you Have go. Have you done anything like differently or? Not, oh, no. not work out and cut weight uh, as much. <laughs> so that that's really all it was is I had to slow down and let my metabolism catch up from years of torturing it by cutting all of this weight and not eating and dieting properly because whenever you weigh 117 pounds you got to cut five weight uh, five pounds to get to weight then you you have to look at okay well I'm a high school kid I don't know nothing about nutrition I don't understand that pasta makes you uh, has a lot of carbohydrates and all this stuff in it, all these carbs, and that's what's putting on this weight, and it's harder to burn that off. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so those are things that I had to learn, and I'm a sucker for spaghetti, uh, all pasta. Uh, I'll eat a whole bowl. I missed weight one time in my life, and that uh, was because I ate too much spaghetti the night before, um, um, and I wasn't able to cut it in time. So. Mm. Um, but like I said, that just torturing your body. Um, that's why me and George always looked so different. George was always thicker than I was. And, yeah. And that was because he wasn't cutting it hard. And also, uh, he he was doing wrestling and weightlifting a year before I did. Because mm. I played basketball my freshman year. Right. Yeah. yeah. So once I started wrestling, then, then the gap kind of closed. But, you know, once you got a year head start on something... It's different, right? Yeah. And that's what essentially I've had a yeah. head start on her, which yeah. is why, but it's been helpful because then the person who's been doing it longer can give like the other yeah, person she gets the, good the, cheat, the cheat code. Yeah. yeah. When Catch I'm like, what should I be doing quicker. now? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's good because everyone needs someone to show them the ropes and why not be someone you trust more than anybody else? Very yeah. true. Because I wouldn't tell her any, anything I haven't tried or that I know and it's, it, it's helpful, I'm sure, with you and George as well. Because when your bodies are similar, you, you pretty much get, know yeah. that the advice that he's giving you or you or what you're giving him will more than likely work. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then the fitness modeling, tell, tell me a little bit about that. How, how was that? What did you do? Did you... Uh, you know, was it just photo shoots on the beach? Was it, uh, you know, uh, down at football games, pads on? What, what was that experience like for you? Well, mainly it's like people just like the way twins look. Yeah, think, that's honestly where it first started. I think they just get intrigued that we look similar. And yeah. then if our bodies look similar too, then that's kind of how we've gotten to do as many, you know, photo shoots and things that we've done because mm-hmm. people like our complexion, people like the way we look, yeah. um, you know, and all these things, getting rest, drinking water, <laughs> right. you know, exercise, <laughs> right. you know, and your genes don't hurt either. But those are things that have helped people want to take photographs of us. 
and yeah. with us consistently working out we're at least able to maintain our body weight especially during a pandemic yeah. so when people do call us for opportunities we're not scrambling, we're not scrambling <laughs> which yeah. is which is nice because once you get to a certain age you can't scramble anymore yeah like i remember i could work out for two weeks straight and look like ooh. so yeah now i need like two months yeah exactly. three yeah. months <laughs> so it's yeah. different but that's how we've been able to get opportunities i think it's because we are twins yeah and and hey, there's nothing wrong with using the things that you have. Yeah, you know. Hey, so that's, that's what, the thing that you can control to begin with. So why yeah, even worry? Yeah. About so, it? so we yeah. just make the best of it and try to do as many opportunities as we can together to just kind of shine the light on the fact that we are twins and we do have a lot of similarities, but there are lots of other things that make us different and unique. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the thing too is uh, once once you start something, usually your your twin starts to develop and start seeing what you see in it and then all of a sudden now you got a collaboration now you got a teammate yeah, now yeah. you got a partner and you got someone to push you on those hard days on those days where you don't feel like getting up and you don't feel like going to the gym you don't feel like going to sit up you just want to lay here with a bowl of ice cream on the couch watching <laughs> cartoons <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get the phone call you're like ah. Oh, Hello. Put it down. <laughs> it's like, okay, let me get my shoes. I'll put this ice cream back. <laughs> that's exactly and, how it, that's how it works. And then as soon as you start, you're like, thank goodness I had someone here pushing me today because exactly. you just need a little nudge every once in a while. Motivation's hard. You sit yeah. there and stare at your shoes for an hour and be like, <laughs> all right, let's go get this in. You could have been done by that time. Yeah. I'll call her sometimes. And I'm like, oh, pretend like I can't find stuff, you know, just doing whatever to, to not do what I need to do. No? <laughs> exactly. So, so for the people that uh, took photos, now, were they for magazines? Were they for websites or kind of what, what was, what were they for? So when we did, uh, so we did some modeling stuff. So it was for a show. So it was a just, fashion show. Yeah, fashion show. So when we did that, it was just, um, I guess, to build up the the fashion show's brand and like everything like that. And then the other ones were um, just like personal projects, and then some of our own personal projects. Yeah. So it's usually like for maybe more so for brand ambassadorship. Yeah. To have a face to use you know someone to use that maybe fits the clothing well that's usually mm -hmm. how we ended up doing and like marketing and stuff like that yeah so the face that runs the place and they pick they pick <laughs> right very nice very nice <laughs> well that's good uh so other than that uh the the modeling so i'm pretty sure you guys stepped away from that by now or are you guys still involved no, we've taken a break. Um, yeah, well, primarily because of the pandemic, really. Pandemic, life, you know, we're, we're in, the, in the process of rebranding. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to figure out where we want to move forward next. Because, we, you know, you have, people have your looks and things like that. But we want to also make sure that we're continuing to develop our creative talents. Mm -hmm. Me doing my music, her doing her art. And now we're just kind of, and we want to also bring awareness to to twins you yeah. know what that looks like and that you don't have to be like cookie cutter versions of each other to still feel like twins because you right. are whether you look completely different or not so we want to and we definitely want to have you and george 
Yes. Once we get our, you know, <laughs> once we get everything, because we want to definitely highlight twins that we've grown up with and that we know what it looks like to be adult twins and not wear, I mean, we're wearing the same shirts today, but for, you know, in general, for obvious reasons, when, you're, yeah. when you're not wearing, like what it looks like <laughs> right. to, to come into your own and still have a great relationship as in that same dynamic as being twins. Yeah. That's why I turned myself into a coloring book. <laughs> it's like, which one are you? Roll up your sleeves. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Because me and George, we, like you said, we look similar, but we, we don't look identical. But then some people say we look identical um, still. Are so you it, guys identical? Odd. Yeah, we're, we're identical. Oh, you guys we're are identical. Six minutes apart. Oh, wow. What about, what about you gals? Is that how many minutes apart? <laughs> are you kidding me? So I made my mom suffer. <laughs> <laughs> five extra yeah 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 crazy Our identical is awesome yeah i always wanted to have the twins uh see the twins who were born uh different sides of midnight so like 11 yeah. 11 50 58 and then 1204 you know yeah uh, and so that way they have different birthdays I always thought that'd be neat, you know, or like yeah, on a leap year. <laughs> so oh you got one twin four years older than the other. Um, <laughs> that'd be insane. Um, which is crazy. Leap year throws me off because I'm like, oh man, this person's only like six right now, but it's 30. They're <laughs> <laughs> my age. Um, so so that's good. So now, now that the, I know the pandemic has everything fun, I mean, you can't get MMA fights, you can't get uh, live events, you can't get our coach uh, Fresno State versus San Jose football game just got canceled last week due to mm-hmm. due to more COVID. Um, mm-hmm. You know the it's only gonna be beat, worse now. You know the beat I played at the beginning. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Jesse Sapawaga is the one who made that. Went to school with us. That's cool. Very yeah. nice. That's so uh, cool. he he went and got his degree in um, digital digital arts, I want to say, or like um, sound com- or something like that. Like like kind of like graphic design and and all that, which is which is awesome. So he he's also a singer. He's he's in a oh, wow. a, re- a reggae band. Yeah. Um, wow. that's cool. So uh, so yeah, so it was nice of him to let me have that and uh, use it. He's also one of my co-hosts on the other, on the other ones we do. Wow, oh, cool! That him and uh, if you remember, Tradacy Thompson. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so true and Jesse are uh, two of two of my co-hosts on my my football podcast. Wow, oh, that's really nice. And then uh, me way and, back. Then me and George, we use all of our years in MMA. Of me getting to a professional fighter, George was a cut man, uh, a coach, and he also cornered fighters during their fights. So he'd go to the events and be in the corner. Um, so, so we use that and we do our analysis breakdowns. Um, since, since I was a kid, I always loved the, the WWE. So I do one on that, of course. Uh, I think that's what got me into martial arts and wrestling to begin with. Was that makes sense. Up, 
growing up with my dad giving us choke slams on the couch <laughs> and uh he doing the undertaker stuff rolling his eyes <laughs> it's just entertaining and fun the egos again it always Definitely. comes down to ego and yeah, that's the thing that's about true. twins that fascinate me is similar but completely different egos yeah you look at me and george one's more humble than the other <laughs> But I, I think that's with all twins, because yeah. even with, speaking of WWE, the Bella twins. Yeah. There mm -hmm. are We love, we like to low-key call ourselves that <laughs> when we do stuff. If, like, we, if we do like a twin thing there, we feel like we rock that. We yeah, like we do Bella. Bellas. <laughs> so. yeah. Me and George even go like, oh, Bella swap. <laughs> Switch out. <laughs> So that's so the thing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, we but, really. But how it. perfect is that to use the twins that way as the way you would expect? Because what do we always ask? <laughs> oh, do you guys ever switch classes and the teachers don't yeah, know? Yeah. Or if you, yeah. if you eat, if I punch you in the arm, does does she feel it? Or <laughs> the, yeah, the oh. list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. All the funny ones, and. The funniest part is they're they're dead serious asking these questions. Yeah, that's the sad part. <laughs> I mean, it just just think it through. Yeah, yeah. Just think about it. If if I punch you in the arm, does your dad feel it? <laughs> <laughs> or anybody else? Like you no, know, your no. your whole your whole family tree <laughs> just was like, oh, does my ribs hurt right now? So that's that's always interesting. Well, now that you are. Uh, in the pandemic and rebranding, what what kind of direction are you looking to take this? Is it going more towards your music or uh, art, or is it going uh, just more towards keeping the YouTube channel and, and the content coming? Well, it's going towards all. Um, so yeah, all the above. So we have a new YouTube channel that we're curating. Um, it's called So Basically, mm -hmm. and what we cover there is relationships, ambition, and artistry. And that will cover our music and our art. It'll cover our dynamic as being twins as well as developing relationships uh, because she's been in a long-term relationship and I'm single. So that dynamic and our dynamic is twins. Mm -hmm. And then mainly the goal of the channel is to, we want to show you guys what it looks like when you're chasing your dreams. And hopefully yeah. we want to inspire others to be able to do that themselves. So we want to take you along on the journey of what yeah. it looks like. And, you know, hopefully along the way, at the end of it, you'll look back and say, you know, it's been two years, it's been one year, look at where you are now. Right. So that's mainly mm -hmm. the goal that we focus on the ambition, artistry and relationships. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, with my wife, we, we've been together going on seven years soon. And before that, my longest relationship was like six months. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. It's like, dang, um. Uh, that's that's a huge difference but when you find someone you gel with you just gel and the biggest thing I will say the reason why I married my wife was because of the fact that she never once tried to stop me from being with my twin she never mm -hmm. looked at it she knew that her biggest competition was always going to be George. <laughs> Um, and and that's a tough thing for people to understand the twin dynamic because well, you have to, to realize accept. I've been with this person literally my entire life. So you have to be able, whoever's coming in, honestly, whether you like it or not, you got to take her too, or they have to take me too. Because and with being that's the what twin, you're getting. And with being the twin that mm -hmm. the person is in the relationship, 
it's a learning curve too, because I'm like, you're my partner. I don't know who this other person is, but they yeah. can't have you. So yeah. you have to like, yeah. it's the, yeah. it's the feeling comfortable mm-hmm. with, okay, we can share her. Yeah. And that's still fine because I'm still her twin, no matter what. And then yeah. he's her significant other, no matter what, like, that's fine. So that's a learning curve too. Yeah. So we're um, going to talk about stuff like that on mm-hmm. like, and just honestly being real about stuff, because I feel like people see your end goal but they never see the process the like struggle. no one ever yeah. t- right like no one ever talks about the fact we both work full-time jobs in addition to doing our own stuff in addition to i'm a mom i'm a, like all these other things like and we got our talk de- we actually that. got our degrees my degree is in music and mine is in art and so, so it's not something that we were just like this is a hobby for yeah us. like we <laughs> intend to have this as our careers you know what exactly. I mean? We take it very seriously and people just like, oh, you know, it's like a hobby or whatever. I'm like, no, this is what we want to be our life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we want to be able to share that in the ups and downs because there's a lot of ups and downs when it comes yeah. to pursuing arts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> probably more downs, but, <laughs> but we want to take everybody on that journey so you yeah. can see what it looks like and not just show you our highlight reel. Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, these are the folks. Sh- there are tough times. So that's what our, our YouTube channel is really going to focus on. And then of course, like the behind the scenes of like how I create my art, how she creates her music. Cause people have been asking a lot about that as well. Like, how do you guys come up with stuff? Usually we just show the end results. So yeah. we're working more on, you know, the journey and the process. Exactly. Uh, everybody wants, and like you said, they see them on top of the mountain, but they don't see us pulling the wheelbarrows uh, up that mountain, <laughs> and falling carving, down. using the pick to carve out that path. Uh, it, it, it's a tough, treacherous path. Uh, anything worth it, it's not easy. Yeah. It, it, nothing will ever, if it's easy, you, you're not going to enjoy it. Uh, I don't right. get satisfaction out of getting handouts I don't get satisfaction out of taking an easy way out I love to challenge myself and I push myself my own worst critic and it's just that certain kind of drive where a lot of people don't have it they and they they want to be on top instantly yeah and you can't start on top it doesn't work that way even if you did start on top that's a quick fall back to the bottom because Absolutely. people are going to be right through it. And then you can't probably can't get yourself back up since you didn't know how you got there in the first place. Exactly. exactly. You're just lost. You're lost in the weeds. And, uh, pretty soon someone's going to come through with a weed whacker and use you <laughs> as a stepping stone. Right. <laughs> and, Clean it up. <laughs> and I don't want to be no one's stepping stone. I'll tell you right. that. Anything. I want to step on some stones. <laughs> but, right. Uh, so, so your art, what, what kind of art do you do? Is it painting? Is it like oil painting, sculpting? What, what kind of art is, is uh, your kind of specialty? So I mainly, well, initially I did, um, I started with charcoal drawings. So portraits, uh, landscapes, things like that. And then once I got to college, I actually learned how to do oil painting. So, but to graduate, I had to take painting classes but before that I was like I draw I don't paint like I don't want to do that they said well you won't graduate if you don't do these classes Mm -hmm. (laughs) so then that's where I found out that I really actually loved oil painting so then that's what I did after uh, college so oil paintings on the side and then now I'm actually moving into more of like abstract work so I kind Mm -hmm. of feel like my portrait stuff is kind of I don't want to say it's over, but I'm playing on pause because I'm finding my new voice again. So yeah. mainly with, 
yeah, so oil, I'm doing like mixed media, charcoal, different things like that. Well, especially with art, you always have to evolve, evolve your, your trait because, I mean, look at Van Gogh. He made a couple paintings first, and then whenever he started using the blue, um, the blue series, was the, mm-hmm. and he started making Starry Night and everything, that's mm-hmm. whenever he really took off. And that's why his yeah. paintings are worth so much now, was because he stepped away from his original method and started using broader, more uh, full br- uh, brush strokes. And, uh, yeah, and doing your own thing. Yeah. Hey, um, See, me, I, I've always been fascinated with art um, and more, more archaeology, or not archaeology, architecture. <laughs> uh, too many A words. But uh, so like uh, looking at the Amber Room in Russia and uh, the St. Uh, Petersburg Cathedrals, all of these, um, what's that, the big blue wall, uh, I forget where that's at, the Ishtar Wall. Mm. The, this beautiful pieces of of architect uh, and it's uh always fascinated me how they build those pyramids how you know mm-hmm. that the berlin that wall just thinking about how much manpower and how much time energy effort planning preparation goes into it and then you build something that lasts centuries right um so i always like art that you could live in Mm. Um, but also music um so let's get over here to my drumming buddy (laughs) we got we got our uh our old drum line here together we need to go get michael fam and them (laughs) (laughs) maybe call nicole laredo everybody that was always fun so so you went to school for music and uh did you stay with percussion yeah i got my uh, bachelor of arts degree in percussion and well it's music performance and my emphasis was percussion and mm. i ended up falling in love with jazz band believe it or not um, because mm-hmm. when it came time to actually audition for the marching band, I was out of the country touring. And by the time, yeah, yeah so by the time I came back, I couldn't, I couldn't audition. It was too late. So I ended up doing jazz band. I ended up really playing drum set for a while. And that was something I did. Um, I've been in a blues band. I've been in a rock band. Of course, different jazz bands throughout, you know, from graduating up until now. And then at this point, I'm ready to start focusing on like music and audio and what the and production aspect. So um, you guys should be listening on our on our YouTube channel. It should be music that I've actually created yes. um, <laughs> that will be in the background. And that's kind of the lane that I'm in right now, because just with the pandemic, I'm not able to do any live performances or anything like that, because we were previously hosting painting parties. parties together. Yeah. So I would be doing the music and she would be doing the art instruction. Yeah. That's a, a collaboration that we did together. But That'd since we're not awesome. able to do those things now, we're switching yeah. gears to things that are a bit more virtual. And mm-hmm. so I've gotten more into the element of music production. And that's what mm-hmm. I've been focusing on as of recently. And that's what we'll do for now until, you know, we pivot yeah. to something else. Yeah. Well, it's also one of those things where you can make you can make these songs and you can make these uh, instrumentals and have people use them as yeah, as exactly. you know 
sell, sell them or, you know, get some royalty off of them. Um, but there's, there's ways to evolve with the game. And that's the thing about this whole pandemic that, that taught everybody is adapt or die. It's yeah. you know, sink or swim. It, and it's hard because you want to be able to take care of everybody. You want everybody to have a fair shake, but it's just not possible. It's, there, it, at a certain point, we have to get back to us. Um, and living in fear is, oh. isn't helping anybody. Yeah. Uh, so it, was it just drums you played? Or how many instruments have you played at all, at, in your entire life? Like, well, drums is my that primary. You learned? I had to learn keyboard, of course, to get through school. But I was never <laughs> really good at keyboard. <laughs> Um, I do, I learned, (laughs) I learned vibraphone, which is another melodic instrument, um, you know, Mm -hmm. like marimba, timpani. She absorbed me. So I learned all (laughs) of those in order to graduate, of course, but the drums, that's my bread and butter. Timpani was always my favorite percussion. Timpani was so hard for me. I was say, timpani was hard. I, I mean, but I, I like using the, the foot paddle and the bomb, bomb, bomb. You know, my favorite was chimes. When I got chimes, during yeah. the holiday chimes, when we always did the holiday concerts. Or I liked when you had the, um when we would always play sleigh bells or oh, a sleigh ride. The, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. And the whip crash. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, so I... Uh, when I started playing music in elementary school, you know, I started out with the recorder, uh, <laughs> the little plastic flute, uh, oh, yeah. I guess clarinet. But so whenever yeah. I got to yeah. middle school, I started playing. Uh, first, I started on the trumpet. Then I went to clarinet. Oh. Then I went to clarinet. Then I went, I learned a little bit of guitar. I learned, um, then I went, uh, to the percussion side. Then I started learning how to play the bells, uh, learning how to play the timpani, bass, snare, um, bong- bongos were always nice. Um, That's hard too. So, so yeah, and then the only reason why I stopped was whenever I lost my eyesight sophomore year, I, I couldn't read the music, sheet music no more. So, oh, so, so there I went my music that. career. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. at sixteen, that's that's whenever I, I, uh, I guess my disability kicked in because I had perfect twenty twenty vision until then. Wow! And, and then all of a sudden, my vision's twenty two hundred uncorrectable over one summer, one summer break. Had <laughs> so, no idea. Yeah, I just thought you didn't want to do it. Didn't anymore. want to. Yeah. Oh, I still love it. I still play music. I'm actually learning learning how to play the harmonica better now. Uh, shout out to Alex Lebrowski. Uh, oh! I, I had him <laughs> you on. You are throwing You're out good. the names today. I'm like, um, what's my name? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, he, uh, for for being a guest, he he was uh, nice enough to send me a harmonica because he works at Amazon. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. He sent me a nice harmonica, so I wanted to say thank you again, Alex Labroski, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and hope hope you're finishing up this semester well and uh, you know getting back to some of your research there. He's doing a lot of good stuff in the medical industry. 
almost yeah, he, finished. Yeah, he follows us. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he, I think he started his own. Uh, I don't want to say charity, but Maybe organization. Oh. Yeah, or, organization is called a, a medi- music is medicine or music for medicine. So mm-hmm. he would go around and perform for these uh, children who are in, ho- in the hospital. Yeah. Wow. Nothing's cooler than that. <laughs> yeah, music therapy is, it does wonders. All art, yeah, art therapy and yeah, the yeah. arts, yeah. I know whenever I'm feeling blue, I just pull out the harmonica and just play the blues. <laughs> play, <laughs> play it away, you know, and just, it, it just soothes the soul. It, it, like you said, it's just about expressing yourself. You yeah. don't even have to be good to enjoy it. You can, you can just let it out. And that, that's always my favorite part about music. So what keeps you in music? What, what makes you want to just keep playing? I would say the fact that you can't ever master everything and that you can always learn something new. So no matter how good you get, there's always something new to learn. Always a student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is as soon as you think you know it all, <laughs> You already lost. <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember when I thought I knew it all, and every day I learned so much more, and I know less and less and less. <laughs> like they say, one uh, one answer equals fifty more questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you do that fifty times, and now you got now you got a mess. <laughs> and I wonder why I can't sleep. I mean, all the injur- all, all the injuries and all these pondering questions. It's, it's tough. So, other than that, your back to your art. Uh, what was what was the last uh, project you worked on? Oh, actually, literally, I did um, a commission piece, maybe two or three weeks ago, and then. I'm working on some of my personal stuff. So I have some stuff that I have in the works as far as like prints coming up and things like that. So I have not released that stuff yet. So I'm just honestly working on like, not a collection, but just like little pieces here and there that I'm getting together before I release everything. Uh, Cause I just want to make sure, I'm really like picky with that. I really want to make sure mm-hmm. that stuff is right before I, so the pieces are done, but I just haven't. And I pushed her to get it out there because- Yeah, cause I, if it was up to me, I'd probably just keep it. She would just make stuff and never, <laughs> never sell anything or never gift it. Yeah, cause that's so, and I've really had to work with that over the years because I know the first couple of times I saw pieces, like literally I cried. I was like, no, these and, are and my And the only time she really feels okay with it is if it's a commission piece. Yeah, cause, because it, no, she knows it's going to someone Right, else. commission is different for me because I already have in my mindset, like this is for someone else. Do not get it. Like, I don't want to say don't get attached, but like, this is not your baby. This is for yeah. someone else. You're babysitting, like you're just watching. It's going mm-hmm. back home. But when it's my own pieces, I, I'm still, and I, this is something I'm still working on, like being able to release them into the world. She's an art hoarder. <laughs> art hoarder, that's a good word for it. Yeah, and so, you, you know, it's tough to put yourself out there. And whenever you put your art out there, that's a, that's a part of your heart that you're sending out into the world. Yeah, and, and I'm like. It's received ugh. well. Yeah, I'll be like, bye. Yep. <laughs> so it's nice knowing you portrait <laughs> <laughs> just go yeah but uh yeah so that's good so so a commission piece that's 
That's awesome. I might have to have you uh, make a little portrait one for me and my wife that I can I can give her. Oh, nice! So, yeah, let me so know. We'll, so we'll we'll no, we'll get sure. into that. I got to figure out what she wants though. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, trying to ask her what she wants for dinner every night is, is probably <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. But <laughs> I could only pick what we're having so many times. Before I'm like, all right, uh, have a little on stomach real quick and tell me what you want. But I guess that's just people. Um, I'm the guy who will eat anything for the most part. So I, I'm just. I think that's as long as, as long as it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's a, you ladies are doing some very nice things in the world. Uh, sending Thank out you. not only great content, great things but great vibes you know it's, people Thank are you. able to to live through your expression it's through your music through your art through all of your talents whether that's watching you play sports whether that's you know just looking at your art on a piece of wall if it's hearing your music in the background of a video and it just catches your ear you know tunes tunes get stuck in your head uh, yeah portraits you know like like the Mona Lisa, you see a portrait that you like, you're never going to forget it. I, yeah. Star, Starry Night's probably one of my favorite paintings. That one in the, the Scream by Edward Munch. Um, oh, okay. I, I just really like uh, the loudness of that hmm. uh, with the hot colors, everything. So, um, see, I always liked art. I was just <laughs> never, I, I was just never good at, uh, at drawing like I was. My hands, uh, my my art form is in my body. It's it's mm -hmm. not in, you know, it's not in my my strokes, <laughs> whatever that is. I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> my cat, no, I don't know. <laughs> so it it's just I was always good at expressing myself through my body, and that's why I became a martial artist. <laughs> because it is an art form yeah people don't like to look at sports and things like that in that manner but that's definitely like one that's a huge sacrifice and two being able to perform at like you know a high level every single time exactly yeah so for sure the expectations always uh you know there's always high expectations on on people and a lot of people can't handle them that as soon as a little bit of pressure or a little bit of uh, eyes are on them they they fold and that's yeah. tough because they could be the most talented person but stage fright's real um, gotta show and nerd. be able to show up yeah, yeah. and it, it's hard to channel all of that into something positive uh, me i was very good at channeling channeling my flight or flight to mm. fight i was i've always been bad at flight i <laughs> never never even been on a plane so <laughs> so yeah i i think that's why my uh, fighting inside a cage was awesome for me because it was like well i can express myself it's a safe environment these are sanctioned but i also get to push myself to the right. limit and also try to push my opponent past their limit I yeah. wanted to break people. I wanted them to be the ones sitting there saying, I don't ever want to fight this guy again. I don't, 
I didn't know that there was people like this. I'm, I want them to contemplate why they're doing it because through those kind of trials that will only make that person that much better. It'll make them know, Hey, this is what I want. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to do it. Or it's going to be like, well, this is not what I signed up for. (laughs) (laughs) So either way it's, uh, you're going to learn. Um, and you can only do that by putting yourself through these kind of challenges. Say something like putting your art out, release it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you'll know how it's. I'm going to do it. <laughs> you, okay, I'm going to do it. Well, you, you'll never know until you try, right? It, it's yeah. always a no until you ask. So yeah. if you put it out there, people are going to give you feedback. They're going to yeah. tell you how they really feel because they're objective. They don't know you personally. They don't know anything about you except for what they're looking at. And so if they can feel the message that you were trying to portray, it's not going to matter. They, it's the message that's the most important in art. And it, because you can interpret it a hundred different ways. Yeah. And I just really like how much uh, art is different from artist to artist and person to person, everything is unique. Yeah. I do not enjoy those arts where it's just a messy ass coffee table. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that kind of art. To me, that needs to be cleaned up now. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I'm going to get beat. <laughs> so, um, but definitely uh, into architecture and um, uh, paintings. Uh, and sculptures uh, like the uh, like the thinking man david um, th- those are just awesome have you ever done any sculpting or any different types of art than than just uh drawing and painting oh yeah uh when i was in college you had to do that uh, again back to graduate you got all these things you got to do <laughs> or they mm-hmm. won't give you your degree so that's where i learned that sculpting was not for me that my mm. thinking is not and because people like to say a lot of times like oh all art is he you know if you could do this you could do that it's a different way of thinking i'll put sculptors in a completely different category because to be able to have the mindset to think 360 okay if someone's standing on this side how does this look if someone's front how does this look and things like that like that's a whole nother realm that i have not tapped into <laughs> so although I could do it and obviously I was able to get my degree um that is not for me my so area of expertise. that is not my area so I can do like small things and stuff like that but that is not in my personal opinion that's not where I'm able to release myself and and really find comfort and joy and excitement I find that in the drawings and the paintings and stuff like that so I've done sculpting uh but I I would not be doing that professionally <laughs> or anything <laughs> in the future Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're trying to learn how to do first and uh, two point perspective uh, and then all of a sudden yeah, make, it, make it 3D. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How, do, how does this look from far? How does this look from close? How does this look? Uh, yeah, everything has to be addressed. Yeah. And it's uh, our, our, if you're making a, a figurine, are both the arms proportions? Are they, you know, the same, same uh, roundness or the same length? everything does this even make sense it's like it's like wood shopping you know like I look at it more as in like like a wood shop where you're actually creating 
a tangible item uh, instead of just a 2D item, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's tough. I couldn't do that either. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, that was tough. That was definitely it, tough. I was I was good at getting mad and punching stuff. I <laughs> I was a I was an angry child. <laughs> <laughs> but whenever you're a twin and you got a crowded house and everything, you you do anything you can to get some kind of attention and affection, <laughs> even if it's negative, you know. Other than that, so so where where are you, uh, ladies, staying at these days? Are you still in the hometown or are you out and ventured on elsewhere? Oh, we, we're based in the Bay Area now. I live in Oakland, and she lives in Vallejo. So it's in the oh. middle. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we get home as often as we can. Yeah. It's not too far away, like maybe two hours, like around two hours. Yes, like two so we go home on occasion, but usually it's a pop-in. Pop, yeah, pop people, out, yeah, like back in the Bay Area. Check on our family. Everybody good. And then we come back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice little day trip. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. usually what we do, too. Um we we would just go uh for the day or get a hotel stay the night um but yeah so i I can't wait to move back uh someone someone uh at my apartment complex just uh stabbed somebody right outside the street uh, oh lovely (laughs) a couple days ago so so i gotta i gotta watch bsi come out and do their thing uh domestic violence um hey that's 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 the times we live in now it really is you have that suicide rates are through the roof uh mental health Mm -hmm. uh everyone's just losing their mind being quarantined and they're losing their businesses they're losing their homes they're losing their family and friends they're losing everything the election just divided the nation it's just everything is so chaotic and it's like everyone's trying to force um, what's a good word for it um, I guess like segregation uh, where it's if you're not this you're the enemy if you're not that yeah. you're there's the no enemy. gray area yeah. it's kind and of like it, it doesn't dry. matter how much it overlaps either it yeah. it's just if you say one thing that people don't agree with you are sworn in canceled everything and everybody is so quick to tear each other down when all we really have to do is pick each other up yeah and, and, and everybody I think look inside ourselves too yeah. and because we all have gifts and talents but this is the time to discover that. But I think we just don't hate. use them. <laughs> yeah, and if you were spending that time developing those things, you would have a lot less time for negativity. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, usually, he could tell. People who are successful, they're not focused on that, are they? No. Nope. <laughs> they're busy not at all. working on themselves and being the best. <laughs> they, exactly. The Look best in the mirror can be. first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before so you start the looking best. at everyone else. Yes. So once you're the best uh, self you can be, then you can start taking care of others. Like they say, you can't take care of others if you can't take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. So get get yourself straight, and then you can move on and start spreading all of that goodness. Like yeah. 
like you said, 17 years old whenever you guys started your brand. Um, that's a long time. That's a long time ago. <laughs> so yeah. Two years, that'll be 50, so 13 years. You believe that? 13 years of being like the chocolate yeah, and twins. Like yeah. yeah, that's a long, yeah. And now we're just ready to go into a new phase, something yeah. different, you know, something more mm -hmm. mature, something yeah. more real. Not to say those other things weren't real, but we really want to show you the raw, uncut. Yeah. Honestly, because I, I, when I watch other people's stories, the one thing I'm missing is like, how did you get there? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like everyone conveniently skips that part, leaves out the struggle. <laughs> How did you out, get there? Leaves out the disappointment. Yeah, yeah. now I'm not going to say there's going to be a bunch of content of, oh, I didn't get this opportunity. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. But but we want to highlight show everything. You don't get everything you want. Yeah. Every opportunity that you want, you don't get. Like, and how are you dealing with that? And how are you finding the next opportunity? Are you sitting in your bed crying? Hopefully not, because that's not going to get you anywhere. But if you, but if you have to cry, it's okay. Cry one day and pick yourself Thank back you. up. Give yourself a moment, and you need to get past that moment. And then you need to start working again. Yeah. So that's that's exactly. what that's we want to show. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's one thing, especially when you first start out. It, you don't know exactly what you're going for. You, you, the hardest thing about anything is starting. But once, once you start and you get momentum and you start rolling, then, then you learn and you can pick and choose what you want to keep, what, what didn't work, you can cut that out. And then before you know it, you have a nice steak with no fat on it, you know? There you um, go. And <laughs> Trim <that's>, the fat. <laughs> that's right. And it, it's just one of those things where it's like when I, when I first started this, uh, the beginning of the semester, I've only been doing this three going on four months now. Oh, so, wow. So it's you just got a lot people. of. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to you. Right. You got guests. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is I realized I, I'm a sports guy. That's what I did my entire life. Went all the way to the highest level. I, but whenever I couldn't get medically cleared no more and they told me I was not allowed to compete. So then I had to find something new in life. That was, that was my mental health struggle that I had to deal with. Sure. I, I reached my goal. And the second I reached it, it was immediately stripped from me. Mm. But I already knew in the back of my head, like I shouldn't be doing it because of my eyes. Um, there was a, the doctor said with my condition, there was a real fear that I could lose my eyesight completely if I kept going. Mm. So I had to look like, do I want to fight for 10 years? and be completely blind or do I just want to be half blind and and live the rest of my life uh so I, and then they also said uh we're taking the choice out your hands by the way <laughs> well they said I'm not signing in that off case, on this I'm out <laughs> it's been real and, and I appreciate that doctor who gave it to me straight you know instead mm -hmm. of letting me jeopardize myself and my future yeah Cause you'll but do some hardest... things for your passion. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've done plenty of things like ride in a truck, uh, in the back, a two seater truck. You know how they have those little tiny back yeah. seats. <laughs> me, me and George are in those tiny back seats Not my coach and, and his wife. <laughs> yep. Uh, all stuck back there at the same time. I'm cutting weight for seven and a half hour drive up to Humboldt. Mm. <laughs> 
That was rough. I, I went to Utah my last time. fight, and sa- same deal. It's just oh, the travel. I don't like traveling that much. I'm like, I like seeing the sights, but I don't like going to the sights. Yeah, I'm gonna just get a teleportation device, <laughs> and then that's what we'll do. <laughs> yes, um, I'll go in on that with you. <laughs> As uh, we'll, we'll get a little timeshare. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, you, your son. How how old is your son? He's 18 months now. 18. Oh, adorable. Adorable. That's a good age, um soon as they get past two I think you'll be a little more in the clear right yeah who knows so hopefully he doesn't go through that but he's very like I said he's he's adventurous he's fearless he everything that gives a parent a heart attack (laughs) he's doing to us right now so uh, yeah but he he's a joy I love him to death like it's so nice to see like a little piece of you like looking and a little piece of me a lot more piece of her than me (laughs) to be honest I call him I call him my nephew son that is that and I told her she needs to pay for her nephew son and then I (laughs) then I refuse what is this Alabama or what (laughs) brother uh brother uncle and like he has (laughs) He has so many, I feel like, traits like her, like, looking like her, like, even, like, attitude like her and stuff like that. So I'm like, this is her son that I just delivered. Tell him that ain't attitude, that's swag. (laughs) (laughs) But that's, that's it. That's good. Um, Well, I'm happy for you. That's, next time you see him, next time you see him, tell him, give his mama hell for me. (laughs) <laughs> he's like check <laughs> it's like oh, I got you I got you big dog <laughs> oh that's awesome yeah see because I'm going to school right now for sports marketing um, I already got and you're my, almost done yep I got my associate uh, actually up there up there that one is my, uh, awesome. my associates in business administration wow. now I'm going for my my bachelor's uh, with the sports marketing option so Very it's, nice. uh, it's kind of what gave me the idea to start this whole thing was if I'm going to be learning how to market and uh, promote and do all these things in the sports industry why not have a sports podcast as well I love That's talking so to smart. people with similar mindsets who've been through similar challenges and done these kind of things because we're I, I want to say that we're just a different breed our yeah. our mind turns and works in different ways than normal people. We don't look at failure as the end. We look at it as the beginning. Yeah. We don't we don't look at a challenge as a challenge. We look at it as an opportunity. But it's just these certain things. Um, I just love picking people's brains, um, stimulating conversations. I, I can't. I just can't go on Facebook and just enjoy myself anymore like I can't do small I snooze talk. everybody yeah <laughs> I mean, that's the truth, uh, that's the truth. If, if if you're gonna if you're gonna either debate me talk to me or anything it's like just know what you're talking about because I'll know if you're bullshitting me <laughs> yeah and those and, and when you're sitting there and trying to convince yourself rather than convince <laughs> me that's whenever you lose me 
I'm like, okay, yeah. well, obviously, no. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, we're we're all getting away from from face to face, and it's just so nice to be able to sit down and have a nice conversation. This but, is the new normal. Yeah. It is, but hey, if this is the new normal, I can live with this. Um, I can't live with none at all with just text forms of communication. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been trying to either just write something uh write write something out where it's either a little bit of sarcasm or just clearly an over exaggeration, you know, um hyperbole. But it it doesn't come off the same to everyone. Yeah. Either they take it bad, they take it personal, or they take it a different direction when it's just no, as I put LOL and a laughy face for a reason, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but most people just can't, can't handle that. They, uh, they, they interpret it the way that they want to interpret it because there's no tone. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's, uh, life's crazy. Like I said, I learn more, I learn less and less every day. <laughs> <laughs> and. I'm just excited to uh, to see where this goes. I'm I'm just happy that you two are just off doing some great things. You're not letting this pandemic slow you or hold you down. Instead, it's actually helping you evolve. Definitely. Definitely. The way I the way I look at this pandemic is it just cocooned us. So who's gonna emerge into that beautiful butterfly? Exactly. Right. And who's right. gonna sit there and stay a caterpillar? Mm. Yeah. That's, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. And that's real. Because people are using too much time complaining about what's going on instead of finding, like I said, their passion. How many things or projects have you put aside because you just didn't have the time? Now you got the time. What are you doing? Exactly. I, um, like when I started this, I, I said, well, you know, I, I love listening to the podcast because I love interviews. I love, when I grew up, I used to watch Frasier with my grandma. Um, I love, <laughs> fun fact, I love Frasier. Niles is my uh, favorite. <laughs> you got it. Y'all got it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Bud, the dad, uh, Bud and the dad always cracked me up. Uh, He's, yeah. <laughs> the dog, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that and also used to watch a show called Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I don't know if you remember oh, that. Uh-uh. So what it was is it was this superhero named Space Ghost, and he did a late night talk show. Um, it it was an animated one, and so he would have guests come on, and he would just troll them the whole time. Uh, so it was like a late night show uh, with Jimmy Fallon kind of setup, but as a cartoon. Oh, okay. Form. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I guess hey. Come to find out, those those came in handy because it it's one of those things that really persuaded me to do this. And then when you see all these other people coming out and you listen to them, you're like, well, I believe that my opinions are either just as valid or just as good, and I can trust my eyes. We a lot of people <laughs> think the same way. Oh, okay, yeah, you know what? Hey, I'll I'll give you that one. <laughs> I wouldn't trust my eyes if I was anybody else. Either. No, 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 no. I was 
thinking like, I'm don't touch my shit. Two things you asked, I was like, that, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about myself. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. But yeah, I wouldn't trust my eyes either. My, my <laughs> wife learned that real quick. <laughs> it's like, oh no, he's blind. <laughs> uh, I always get the one where it's people go, well, you don't look blind. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. How's a blind supposed to look? Uh, no, we have an older sister who <laughs> has who suffers from um, vision issues as well, mm-hmm. and people their uh, their idea of what blindness looks like from and what movies. it actually is is yeah. completely different. Yeah, they imagine worst case scenario. But they don't consider People the fact that there's- People are all on the spectrum. Yeah, there could be sensitivity to light. There could be, you don't feel comfortable in certain situations because it's not clear to you. Peripheral could be an issue. All of those yeah, things we- are older sister experiences. And we see firsthand, like being with her, what that does. And you're right. People say, well, you should be able to see that because you're young. But that- blindness has no age. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, Anyone can be suffering from a disability that you can't see doesn't mean they're not- there's not challenges there. So we exactly. get it. We definitely get it. Like in uh like in high school, I don't think uh I tried to hide them the best I could, but they were pretty hard. I had my books blown up to huge size cuz we didn't have things like I have now which is like a CCTV which is uh it looks like a like a TV with a tray underneath and what you do is it's a little rolling tray and you could put books and stuff on there and then use use the knobs to blow it up onto like a tv monitor and you can zoom in on your textbooks you can zoom in on on uh say you're working on a watch or something uh you can just zoom in change the colors and it's that helps the reason why i wasn't a good student in high school was because i didn't have the accommodations to help me sure Mm. and and I wasn't good enough to be able to just do it on my own, like say George. George, smart, smart cookie, man. That guy is smarter than, than hell. I, I don't know where it, he got it all, <laughs> or I just got, <laughs> or I was just the one in the cage getting punched in the head. So, <laughs> so it's a little bit of both. But uh, yeah, so it school always turned me off because all I could do was listen. I couldn't see yeah, what was on the board. I couldn't. Yeah. I didn't want to go sit up there and feel embarrassed uh, because I have to go sit right in front of the board to write down everything. Right, and, yeah, right. Uh, teachers, they didn't know how to help me because it was new to them too. Yeah. Um, so, so what do you do? You, you have to learn to adapt and overcome. But sometimes you can't by yourself. It yeah. takes technology and it takes innovation to be able to do these kind of things. So now like that machine I'm talking about, they got them handheld now, size of a phone. Oh, wow. Pull it out and then put it on your paper and, and uh, magnifies it there. Oh. All these eBooks and everything. It, it made it so that I was actually able to become a, a real student and wow. start to yeah. succeed. That's amazing. Yeah. And I would have never known that if my career uh, got cut short you know, so whenever I stopped fighting, then I I was like, okay, now what do I do with my life? Mm -hmm. I I don't know what to do now that my athletic career is gone. Mm -hmm. I I thought that, okay, now what, what am I good for? So then, then I started going to school just for business because, hey, why not? Uh, Grandpa owned business, uh, owns, has their own family farm. So, and 
I always, I'm, like I said, I've been working since I was 13. I was assistant manager at the cinnamon roll shop by the time I was 17. Wow. So, so I, I was familiar with how businesses should be ran. I've seen the flaws in bosses and those were things I wanted to correct. But then I learned that I could do it specifically in the sports industry. So that's where I was like, okay, yeah, now I have an idea of something that I want to do. Promote fighters, um, promote brands, promote and uh, create promotions for advertisements for companies or say like the Chicago Bears, the work the front office there or, you know, any, any sorts of things. But I'm, at that point, I didn't feel like I was painted into a corner anymore. I just, uh, I was able to be me and improve me mm. rather than just try to fit myself uh, into a different shape, you know, square into a circle. It, no, a square, is a, a square is a square and I'm a square. <laughs> I think I'm almost out of the triangle. I'm on a hexagon. <laughs> Maybe I should be an octagon, huh? <laughs> well, other than that, um, where can everyone find all of your YouTube and any online kind of where where can they get in touch with you and check out some of your your work? All social media platforms for my specific artwork. Um, you can look him up at at Wears Cole. So W A R E S C O L E. Is it? Yeah, Where's Cole? Where is Cole? Yours is Where is? Is Cole. it Where is Cole? Yeah, mine is Where is. Cole. Sorry, mine's Where, mine is, is, where is Cole? W A R E I S. C O L E. Yes. Sorry. It's where is Cole? <laughs> Hers is where is so Cole? I only I wait, wait. Hers is where is Cole. Mine is where is Cadence. And together our everything will be, be uh where, where comparable. comparable. Yeah. Right there. That's where, where Cole is. Where comparable. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, go look there. Sorry, I like I said, I'm blind, but I can see you. I know where you're at. <laughs> so we just use our we end up using our last name. Yeah, and then we so just put comparable and uh, yeah after, after it where yeah. comparable because it kind of sounds like we're comparable, comparable but yeah. play on our last name. Yeah. So look for me there. Okay. I love, I just, I love the word there, play. And then I'll find you. <laughs> I know it may be the lowest form of comedy, but puns and uh, wordplay <laughs> is probably my favorite kind. So yeah. I love all of these. We like that. So. Mm -hmm. like comparable that that was uh, brilliant you know you put the pair in there and you put how they compare yeah. say how you compare being twins you're always compared to each other it's, exactly it's like yeah. you get it zero yeah. zero fat on that <laughs> I, I like that and that's Thank why you. uh that's why uh i think you, you guys are gonna do just fine thank, thank you. you you as well yeah you i watched your your episodes and i was actually really intrigued yeah so i said i like this yeah so i know you'll so kudos to you yeah once you get your degree you're already heading that direction you're I doing think a great job that. you're you've started like the fact that people respond because that's the hardest thing reaching out to people people don't respond so you're doing mm -hmm. you're stepping out on a limb and really you know pushing yourself so kudos and, to you and it's huge that you've been willing to share the fact that you had a disability that caused you to pivot 
but you've actually leveled up because if you would have gotten hurt seriously hurt that could have been the end of everything and you, you wouldn't have, have been any able, but the fact that you were able to take the knowledge you were given use wisdom Absolutely. now you can have a career whether your whether your eyesight worsens or stays the same you can still run a podcast exactly you, you can know still what run doing. a business yeah without those things yeah so that middle part exactly. that we talk about that we don't hear that's what you just shared the reasons why you changed the reasons why we changed we wanted to mature in our brand and we realized that our brand was keeping us at a at a level that we wanted to be higher than yeah so once mm -hmm. you realize that the sky's the limit yeah well thank you i do appreciate that and hey a little bit of that humbleness coming out now <laughs> <laughs> but but like you said it's it, everybody is so caught up with the destination that they don't understand that there's a whole journey you're missing out on. And if you would have asked me uh, 10 years ago in high school, like, hey, you, you're going to go do a podcast where you interview people? I'd be like, no, what the heck's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you tell me that one year ago, and it'll be like, hey, you know, that does sound like something interesting. You know, I might, I might consider but then this year, I said, you know what? It's either now or never, you know? Yeah. And because, uh, like I said, I got my wife. We're, we'll be moving, and we'll be looking to start our family and everything. And there's not going to be time and capital, capital, <laughs> capital to do that. So uh, it was one of those. It's like, okay, now or never. Yeah. And then so I said, whatever let's do now, it yeah. why not it's always a no until until yes until you start and it was one of those things i knew i always loved talking to people i always loved sports always had great conversation and insight i don't think of things i don't think of things in just one one dimension you know it's more like sculpting for me it's like okay now now how do all of these cause this and how does that cause all of these mm -hmm. um, there's always two sides to a coin, two sides to every story, and like every sport, you have a winner, you have a loser. How does that affect you? It affects you different, and you're both in the same event. Yeah. So it's just, it's amazing, and you know, I'll be doing this for a long time to come. Um, I, okay. As long as, as long as there's people to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever uh, they start social, making us socially distance on the internet, then uh, <laughs> then I might be a little out of out of luck. But no, so definitely whenever I do move back up there, I'm gonna be able to start. Uh, I believe uh, April should be April, so pretty quick here. Okay. Um, yes. I'll be able to start doing a lot more of these in person, which which is how I really want to do them to begin with. Or, yeah, yeah. Sit down. Really cool. Let's have uh, let's sit there, look at each other for a little bit, and just be like, "Oh yeah, this is human interaction." <laughs> that way, everyone can talk over each other too all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Hardest part about these internet ones is uh, it sometimes they just picks up a little tiny bit of a noise and cuts someone out. And, yeah, uh, they can be disastrous sometimes. Yeah, I'm surprised how smooth this one went, especially with yeah, this three is people. Good. 
I'm talking technology wise because uh, always talking to the wear twins is always interesting. <laughs> I mean, that's what whenever you have first best talking to the second best, <laughs> second best twins. Uh, this has been 10 high. plus years of second best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to move up and take that first best slot. <laughs> yeah. Um, you got to come challenge for the belt, but <laughs> I don't, those I don't are, know. Those are ready. <laughs> I, I don't know what, what the challenge is going to be yet. We'll, we'll think of something even. We're, we're the, we're the black bellas. They're the boy, they're the boy, the boy bellas. bellas. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. We're, well, I know all of us together are something else. <laughs> to say the least. Well, uh, oh. I almost forgot. Tell me about the music video you were in. Oh, um, it was a, a music video for Sheila E, the drummer, Bay Area drummer. Um, uh-huh. Honestly, we saw on the no, show. No, you. Oh, I, I saw a yeah. post. I saw a post on Instagram, and then I told Cole about it, and she was like, "I begged her. I was like, let 'Let's go,' because I." I I I thought it was a scam. I'm just gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. And she will I don't know if it, if you're the twin that does it or if George is the twin, she will get us into stuff. Well, no, I haven't gotten us into any scams, but <laughs> I see stuff and I said we have to go. And she was just like, mm. so I bugged, I really bugged her a lot and she I convinced her. So then she said, Let's go early because there was a time they said it would be, but we showed up maybe I, two hours said, no, earlier. Go early. We got there. They were filming the video on the street. We had no idea what it was, but they said like fans come to this area at this time. I guess I kind of does this sound, sound scamish. Anyway, we went and we ended up getting to be in the front, basically of her entire, entire video. video. Yeah, it's um I don't even know what's the name of it. <sighs> it's the we got to be free. The yeah, that one is. I can't think of the title, but. Maybe maybe we'll send maybe we'll send you the link. And yes, you, can you see know, us. Yeah. it's like we did like little cameos here and there. Yeah, but you can see a picture of it zoomed out. We're wearing Prince t-shirts. T-shirt, yeah, because Prince she, you, know, you know how she like you loved Prince and yeah. you know they mm-hmm. like purple rain. So we had purple, purple rain shirts on. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> so we ended up being in the front for the, the majority of, of the different the, scenes and yeah. um and we're standing and we're right next to each other. So, so when you see it, you'll know that it's us. Yeah. And I love Sheila E. Yeah, you that's know, her. Yeah, I've met her, her quite a few times at this point. And I'm just, you know, she was one of the main, one of the reasons I wanted to start playing drums. And it, it just is always nice when I get to see her because it just reminds me of how I felt when I first saw her and met her, that it just keep that fire going, like how she inspired me. What if I'm able to do that for somebody else? But that's what she's been, you know, for me. So that's the music video that we got to be in. Yeah. And well, maybe we'll send you the links. You yeah. Can see it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> we figured out what the name was. Yeah. God, I don't know why, but it's like we got to be. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. I can think of. And and we got to be. <laughs> yeah, that, I think it's more relevant point? now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're not free. What's the point? You know. <laughs> and and that goes for every single person out there. It's no one should ever have to feel like they can't be who they are. Uh, yeah. And that's the kind of stuff that just makes me sick to my stomach when people try to tear down people for being, being you. Yeah. It's, that's the beauty of it. That, that, it's like, like the whole racial tension thing. What, why would you hate someone just because of how tan they are? Like, okay, they got more fun than you. Oh, what? 
<laughs> that doesn't that doesn't mean anything except for they got more sun like yeah and it's like if you cut yourself off from different cultures from different you'll make you may miss new foods that you may be your favorite food maybe you like some papas or music or you, everything mm -hmm. maybe you like a like some salsa dancing maybe you never know but if you just cut yourself off to the world you can never grow yeah. You you will only you will only be a short weed in the middle of a farm, you know. You and, and <laughs> if you want to grow and produce fruit and enjoy the fruits of your labors, you have to be able to take a little bit from everything and understand. Because if you don't, that's that's the hardest thing. People don't know how to communicate anymore. It, it's truly that. It's, and it's a lot of it is because all they are is on social media and yeah. you don't talk on social media the same way you talk in in real life most of the time uh, yeah. a lot of these things people say online it would get them killed out in real <laughs> yeah. life if they if they said that to certain people and yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> I just I can't I I I can't even look at online hardly anymore now it's just I don't blame you. <laughs> and that's that's another reason why I wanted to do my whole podcast is to get out here and have conversations <laughs> that are meaningful and fruitful. Because look at look at here, you two have just inspired so many people through this one one interview, and then not only that, all of your work that you've had before this point has just created not just a platform for yourself but a platform for all of these people who are inspired and who are intrigued maybe you convinced a couple people to try art maybe you convinced a couple people to try music maybe yeah, you yeah. try it and without you maybe they never would have or maybe they would have found someone else but why not be the catalyst mm, yeah um, like I tell everyone, don't settle for good when great's available. You know, wow. it, it's too it's too easy to quit. It's too easy to to not put in any effort. But what you get in return, it's not going to be like, worth it. Yeah. Do you want to be seventy years old and miserable because you didn't get to do what you wanted to do in life because you <laughs> slacked off? Right, because you had the opportunity. Yeah. You don't get to redo it. You don't. There's no rewind and go back to your 20s and start over. You know, it's it's now. It's now or never. Now or never. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is awesome. Well, the way that I like to end every show is with a random fact. So, are you ready for your random fact? Yes. Yes. Okay. Since uh, since we're all twins here. And we're all used to twinning. Uh, <laughs> all we do is twin no matter what. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, okay, so interesting twin fact here. Did you know that twins can have different fathers? No. I want to say I kind of know that, but I, I don't know. 
No, I didn't so know that. The, so the way that it can happen is uh, instead of a woman releasing one egg during the menstrual cycle in the month, there's an opportunity that she releases two. And they now both it, get fertile. And they both get fertilized. That's what I kind of know. Interesting. <laughs> I think because I, I, I had a baby, I think Whoa. I kind of know. <laughs> I think they kind of went over stuff. Like, whoo. That is yeah. scary. Yeah. That's a good fact. That's scary. So so let's all go home and take paternity tests. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is your dad. Who's my dad? <laughs> Been like, okay, dad is. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. That's good. I like that. Yeah. The more you know. <laughs> that's good weird but good yep so so follow you at where is Cole um uh now the chocolate drop YouTube page is that one gonna be coming down or uh is it the comparable one that's gonna be the newest one right we're gonna keep everything all of our things up we're just gonna change the name yeah. Um, and change like the imagery. So people are kind of concerned with that. You'll see when you, when we make the switch, yeah. but it's going to be all the same things. Like we're still on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitter, all yeah. of those, but we're just going to change the handles. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Exclusive. For, for the, for, exactly. you, you heard it here first for the 19th time. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, so uh, look for the chocolate drops. If uh, you can't find the chocolate drops, then look for comparable. Where comparable? Where compa yep. Depends on when you watch this video. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I wanted to thank both of you for coming on. Really, uh, really brightened up the day here. It's uh, it's cold and just just murky outside, so it's <laughs> nice to get a little slice of a uh, slice of the bay back here. Thank, thank you, you for having, having us. us. No, thank <laughs> you. We can do this all day. <laughs> but, okay, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in to Alex and an Athlete. Make sure you like, subscribe, share. Share it with your dog. Share it with dog friends. Share it with your aunts, uncles, cousins, aunties, whatever you got. Show them the video. Hopefully, they enjoy and take, a, take away some knowledge from it. Uh, other than that, I want to thank the Ware Sisters for coming on, and everyone have yourself a great day. Um.